Praise the Lord. Can you put our hands together for the wonderful worship that was led? Thank you. Shall we all close our eyes, bow our heads, and just thank our Father for this beautiful day and what He's going to teach us today. These are not my words, something that the Lord would want us to know because He is a loving Father who wants to talk to us. He does not want us to only talk to Him, but He also wants to talk to us. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, <clears throat> that as we spend this time receiving from your word, thank you, Lord, that it is your desire that you want to speak to each and every one of us. Thank you, Father God, that through the time that we are sharing today, I thank you, Father, that you make it clear to us how to recognize your voice how to know that it is truly you speaking to us. And we thank you, Lord, that by the end of this day, we not just go back home empty, Lord, but we go back home knowing how to recognize your voice. Father, we thank you, Lord, that every seed sown today will reap a rich harvest. And whatever we receive today, we don't keep it to the nassals, but we go, we practice it, we put it into practice, and we reap a rich harvest out of this. Father, we give you every praise, we give you every glory, we give you every honor. In your precious holy and matchless name, we make this prayer, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Are we all excited to be here this evening? Interesting topic, right? How to recognize from God's voice. It's okay while they are working on it. <clears throat> How many of us of you speak to God? Only one, only Brother Suresh speaks to God. Only, are you all not confident that you all speak to God? <laughs> you speak to God, right? All of us do speak to God. We do our prayers. Am I audible? <clears throat> Richard, sound engineer, Richard. Check. <laughs> okay, I did something now there which Richie only could fix. Didn't switch on the button. <laughs> okay. Many a times our prayer life is like that now. We pray but our button is switched off. But you are praying. Right? <laughs> many of them recognize all those are laughing. They have gone through it. Praise God. Right. So, I started by asking this question like, do we, do we talk to God? And most of us said yes. But do we hear from God as well? Yes? Okay. We'll see through the, through this talk, through this session. Uh, I'm going to do this as a two-part session because I know in the best interest of time, I will not be able to complete this topic within the time given. So I thought, I spoke to Uncle Suresh and I asked him, can I make it a two-part session? And he very generously said, yes, Jeevan, you can take it next week as well. So if at all you're bored with me, I encourage you all to come back again. Okay, next week. So, okay, they're still working on it, but no problem, we'll go ahead. So, we, uh, most of us declare, uh, we have in an agreement that we also hear from God, right? To hear and to speak to God, 
there's one thing that's very important. We need to be in a relationship with God. Right? So if you are not in a relationship with God, either of it is not working. Right? Neither are we talking to God or neither are we listening from God or we hearing from God. In some cases, we are talking to God, but we are not hearing from God. It's a one-way relationship, one-sided relationship. Right? Most the most of the handsome guys of yours know that one-sided relationship, the pain of one-sided relationship. You are only investing the relationship but not getting anything, <laughs> not getting anything back. Um, but there's something that's very profound here. God wants to speak to us. He's a loving father. He wants to share with us. He wants to tell us the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Right? So it's his, it's his desire that he wants to talk to us. So, but the interesting question arises, how do I know it is indeed God talking to me? Right? We have established that we speak to God. We talk to God. We pray to God. We also claim that we hear from God. But the interesting question is, are you sure you are hearing from God? Or is it your own voice in your head that's talking to you? We do a lot of self-talk most of the times. We talk to ourselves. How am I looking today? Uh, you know, how is that thing? You know, Auntie Clara dresses up so beautifully every day. She might be spending some time in front of the mirror and telling me, how do I look today? How am I putting it right? And uh, many a times we are often thinking in our mind constantly, uh, how should I respond to this situation? Uh, what should I speak back to this person? This person has said something, something to me, I should speak back. You know, we are doing that self-talk. But it's very important that we speak the right words. Right? We discern, we understand that this thing, that's this thought, this idea that's in my mind, is it truly from me? Is it from God? Is it from the devil? So we'll try to understand in this session, what exactly is this voice in my head? How do I know exactly whether this voice in my head, is it from God or is it from something else? Or is it my own talk? Right? So... <clears throat> Praise Lord. So we can get usually confused, right? When I ask this question to you all, most of you all started thinking, hey, really, is that really, was that really God talking to me this morning? Or was it my own thoughts? Uh, or was it just something else, right? So the book of Proverbs, uh, can I get the book, from, this verse from the book of Proverbs 14, 12? <coughs> can just get the Bible. If you'll have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Proverbs 14.12. Okay, it's difficult to change the slide. We have a need engineer to do that. So King Richard is... Okay, I can share my Bible with you all. If can, someone can read it. If you don't mind, can I get on mic? There. Proverbs 14.12. New version, new Bible. Last week, last week, Brother Sandesh was telling, no, we need to make this habit of carrying our own Bibles when we come. <laughs> right? On the spot. That's why I made it a practice to bring my Bible. I, I borrowed my wife's Bible. I told, please give your Bible. Mine has too much things. <coughs> yeah, Proverbs 14.12. Check 
there is a way which seem right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death there is a way that seems right to a man but in the end it leads to death in essence what i'm trying to say here what the word of god is saying here is there are there's a way that we in our own ways we might think that this is the right thing to do this is the right way to do it but if it is not from god that word that thought that idea is not from god it's eventually going to lead to death so that's what the word of god says in the book of proverbs 14:12 and it's extremely important for us to discern what we are hearing what we are listening from because if we are not hearing from god and we are making a decision based on our own thoughts our own thinking that's going to be fatal it's going to be dangerous for us and for the people around us right so many times we do this thing right we say god told me to do this and that's why i'm doing this and eventually when it ends up in the wrong side we have this trump card and we blame it on god we use this card and say god you told me to do this and i did it i'm blaming god for it but was it really god telling me to do that so that's something that we need to look into over here so it usually happens that you know we blame a lot of the evil things that are happening in our life on god and then we end up saying god told me to do this i did it and here i am i am fallen i have stumbled you know i ended up in this uh, in this misery but truly we need to see this from god and let's see what the bible says about this thing about thoughts that we get can i get uh, 1 john 4:1 This is what the word of God is telling about every thoughts that come into our mind what we need to do with that right 1 John chapter 4 verse 1 Those who have notes request you all to make notes write down the scripture so that you all can go back and you all can reflect on it <coughs> Dear friends do not believe anyone who claims to speak by the spirit you must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from god for there are many false prophets in the world praise god <clears throat> see what the bible is telling the bible is telling don't believe anything which anyone says to you right there are many false prophets around the world just don't have to go and believe just because someone comes and tells you god told me to tol- tell this to you no i got a vision i got a prophecy god told me this that i had to tell this to you right many of them we see right coming and telling to us you know i was praying today morning and god told me this to tell you right but look what the bible is telling you need to test everything every word that everything that's being spoken to you you need to test it you need to test discern and know whether it is really coming from god or is it coming from someone else right that's very important and this is not me telling it to prep up my talk but this is what the word of god is telling right so you need to test every word that is being spoken unto you if it is being said that god told me to tell this to you right so test it and how do we do that how do we test it now this is where we come to the interesting part of this topic right so now that we have established that whatever is being shared unto us we need to test it right so we'll see how do we do this so there are about seven questions that we need to ask before we are for sure you know are 100% sure that this is really from god right there are about seven filters seven questions that we need to ask 
So during this session, I will cover four of those filters, four of those topics, and the next session, I'll take up the remaining three, right? So I'll try to cover four, if not at least best three, I'll try to cover, so that the remaining we'll cover in the next session, right? <coughs> so let us see what the what Jesus himself tells in the book of John chapter 7, 17. Will you can skip my PPT? Not, not, it's not imp- that's so important. I'll share. Let's take the scripture. John, book of John, chapter 7, verse 17. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. We all of us have this desire, right? We want to do the will of God. And look what Jesus himself is saying over there. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own authority. In essence, Jesus is telling, he will go back and he will test and he will see whether this is coming really from God or am I just making it up? Am I just saying it from my own feeling, my own philosophy? Jesus himself is telling that, right? And we see a classic example of this um, in between Jesus and Peter from the book of Matthew. I think I mentioned that. <coughs> you know, there's this beautiful question Jesus asks his disciples. He asks them, who do you say I am? He asks this question to his disciples. Who do you say I am? Anyone who knows the answer? What does Peter say? Hey, I'm not going to give any prizes back, okay? Right? Okay, Jesus asks Peter, I mean, Jesus asks everyone, who do you say I am? And they claim to say, some say you are the prophet, you are one of the prophets, you are Elijah, you are Isaiah. But then Peter says, you are the Messiah, you are the son of the one and true living God. And what does Jesus say to Peter? Peter, you are right in saying so, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven has given this to you. It means... He's telling, Peter, you didn't make this up. You didn't tell this to impress me. But my Father in heaven has revealed this to you that I am the Son of the living God. And it's coming from, it's coming from above. It's coming from my Father. Right? And you see, soon after that, Jesus going ahead and telling to the disciples that he has to go to Jerusalem. He has to suffer with the elders. He has to die on the cross. He has to undergo suffering and all the trial and tribulation. And immediately what does Peter do? Lord, I will not allow you to go through that suffering. I will fight for you, Lord. I will go against everything. I will go against all these things. And what does Jesus say after that? Very, very famous dialogue, right? Most of the spouses, they use it. (laughs) All are laughing. What do they say? Get behind me, Satan. Right? We do that. (laughs) Husbands, be safe. Will you go back home? Right? (coughs) Excuse me. Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. How can it be, you know, just five seconds or five minutes ago, Jesus telling, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven told this to you. And exactly five minutes after, Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You know, it's, it's that split of a second how our thoughts can change. If we are not connected to God, if we are connected to our senses, it's how within a split of a second we can just shift and we can tell things from our own accord, from within ourselves. 
so it needs we need to be so very subtle we need to be so 100 100% clear and sure to know whether it is really coming from god right and that's what we are going to learn today we're going to learn these seven filters that if whatever this thought that comes to my mind if it passes these seven filters or if it answers these seven questions i know for sure that it is from god now here is a disclaimer you cannot go back and tell okay out of the seven questions seven filters 1 3 5 and 7 passed 2 4 and 6 failed but i think majority wins so this is from god no it has to go through all seven right only then you will know for sure that it is from god and god definitely desires us to hear his voice he does not want us to be deceived he does not want us to be going astray by hearing to something else right so we'll see what the first filter is the first filter is does this thought or this idea does it agree with the word of god the basic standard right the bible does this thought that is in my mind or this idea that i have conceived is it agreeing with the word of god the first and the basic filter right so why is this filter very important it's simple because god's word will not contradict i mean god's will will not contradict his word for us god will never give us an idea that will contradict his word which will make us go against his word it has to be in harmony with his word it has to be in alignment with what he has already spoken with what he has already said why am i saying so because the word of god is eternal the word of god is the truth do we all agree on that yes, yes the word of god is the truth because jesus himself says in luke 21:33 heaven and earth will pass away but my words shall not pass it will never pass away it is established it is remaining over there and it will never change that's what jesus says in his word so and god will not ask you to ignore what he has spoken already in his word right i think that's too small can you guys read it whatever i put over there there's go home and eat carrot <laughs> okay so god will not contradict god will not ask us to ignore what he has already spoken unto us and tell go do something else that's not god god will ask us to do what he has already spoken in his word that is the truth right now why is it so important the truth does the truth change if something was true back 10000 years ago that still remains the truth 5000 years after that that still remains the truth 1000 years before from now that still remains the truth today and it's still going to be the truth 1000 or 10000 years from now truth always remains the same it's not going to change if something is newly said that's not true right because i said <coughs> truth the word of god is eternal right it was established back then while the foundations of the earth were laid right that was when god gave us the truth the word the promise and that remains it does not change right so for an example if i have to give the earth the shape of the earth recently mankind found that the shape of the earth was round before that everyone believed that the earth was flat why because i'm walking on a flat surface so everyone thought the world was flat right but was that the truth that the world the earth was always round in shape 
it just did not change when i discovered it it was always round in shape just because as walking on a flat surface just because i believed that it was a flat surface the earth did not become flat it was always round i only discovered that it was round recently right science changes how many of us are following still the same syllabus which uncle alfred my father and uncle suresh followed right these guys are bunking class they don't know my father like oh what science <laughs> right syllabus <coughs> syllabus changes you know the topics change right today from what you guys were studying that change while well, we were studying and the current generation is completely different science changes but the word of god never changes it remains the same right the truth remains the same so that's what the word of god says that's what jesus says heaven and earth will pass away but my but my word shall never pass and this is one thumb rule that we need to we we follow this thumb rule we go ahead and we say god said it i believe it that settles it god said it i believe it that settles it no god said it that's already settled it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not right he's already done it like the example of the earth it was always round just because i believed it was flat it did not become flat it was always round so the word what god has said in his word god has said it that settles it once and for all and if whether you want to believe it or not it's up to you okay because we see this you know we see this trend a scripture is working for one person but not working for another how is that possible and jesus says in his word every person has an equal measure of faith how is it working only for one but not for the other because one person believes in it another person is yet to believe in it that's the only difference but his word the law he has given it always is remaining Sir Isaac Newton found out gravity very late but all of us were still walking on earth right which means it was already there which means something that is coming new today is not that it just something was made up it was just discovered right so that's what the word of god is now this idea or thought that i'm getting in my mind i need to first check with the word of god whether it agrees to the word of god if it does not it's not from god i am just making it up or the devil is trying to put something in my mind that is not agreeing to the word of god <clears throat> right so we discuss that we discuss this so so we have to see with the word of god what his truth is what his law is we need to follow it now tomorrow i cannot wake up and tell god told me not to pay my taxes does it say anywhere in the bible that we should not pay our taxes in fact the bible encourages us to do it if you go into the book of romans romans 13:6 it says clearly out there that we need to pay our taxes to the country that we are we are living in we need to pay taxes and jesus himself says that given to caesar what is caesar's and given to god what is rendered god's so jesus himself encourages us not to evade taxes or i cannot wake up one fine day and say you know an angel the angel of god one of the angel of god came and gave this revelation unto me and i need i need to add this revelation newly into the bible no the word of god says in the book of galatians 1:8 of here let's let god's curse fall 
even if an angel come and says it right let god's curse fall on anyone including myself who preaches any other message even if it's an angel comes from heaven and preaches any other message let him be forever cursed the word of god says this so most of us tend to get carried away oh an angel of god came and gave this message to me i need to add this i need to go and talk to the pope now and ask him to add this into the bible no it remains the same and that's what the word of god says even in the book of revelation we we heard dr lena sharing this right that if any one is going to change even a single word from the word of god god's curse is going to be upon that person all the plagues that were described in the bible shall come upon that person so we should not go with that thought or that feeling telling that something came and spoke this thing to me and i'm going to change it no the truth is already there it always remains and it always remains nothing new can be added to it right so that's the first filter that we are going to put across and that is am i this this thought of mine agree to the word of god so let's see what the second filter is the second filter is very interesting does this thought or idea make me more like jesus second filter does it make me more like jesus how many of us want to be like christ some are writing notes some are thinking should i be like christ what if i become like christ right okay interesting question is god interested in our comfort how many of you all say no can i see your hands up in the air how many of you all say yes some maybe categories also are there <laughs> yes and no i see you guys very limited people right so we can see how many put their hands up <laughs> god is not interested in our comfort right god is interested in us becoming more like his son jesus right so this thought or idea that i am having in my mind or whatever has been come into my mind does this make me more like jesus right jesus should be the standard against which every thought every opinion every philosophy everything that is in my mind does it match up to jesus he is a living and a working model which god has given unto us right if it is not like jesus i should not i better not try to be that person right so we have to always uphold this standard and we have to see if i'm going to do this will it make me like jesus right and many a times we might be thinking why has god put me on this earth so many years of struggle you know 50 70 60 years struggle of year with this family with my spouse with my children and finally god will decide and then he'll tell okay you passed your test let me take you to heaven why why not god <coughs> excuse me why doesn't god just create us and then in any way we are going to be in heaven with him why doesn't he just take us up straight into heaven ever ever thought about this thing why do i have to be on this earth for such a long time and then i'm taken into heaven after all that suffering persecution after all the pain struggle and trials finally god will take me pass the test right this this earth is a platform where god has put us to practice so that our lifestyle what we are going to do in heaven what we are going to do in heaven first we are go- we have to do that of here on earth 
If we are not going to do that here on earth, there is no way we are going to do it in heaven. Correct? So, that's why Jesus came as man into the world, <clears throat> taught us how to overcome trial, tribulation. He set a model for us. And then, God says, you do this. You pass this. Right? And that's how, once you become like my son Jesus, that's the time for you to be there in heaven. Because heaven is the place we are all going to be relaxed, chillaxed, no worries, no diseases, nothing. Just going to be having fun time in heaven. How many of you will agree on that? Are we going all going to have a fun time in heaven? Yes? Right? But here on earth, we have to pass the test. Life is going to be a struggle, it's going to be a trial, a tribulation, but it's only to make us more like Jesus. It's not that God delights in seeing us being tortured or troubled or going through persecution. No. Jesus himself underwent all those trials, all those tribulations. Okay. This alarm came up very early. Recognizing the voice of God, right? I set up an alarm to recognize this so that I know the time's up. Okay. Fine. I'll, I'll try to go make it up for it. Right? So, Jesus himself underwent trial and tribulation while he was on this earth. So when Jesus himself did not escape it, do you think we are you know, worthy to escape trial and tribulation while we are on this earth? But the good news is he overcame it. He taught us how to overcome it. Right? And with that in mind, that should encourage us each and every day when we wake up, Lord, if I am doing this, I am doing this to become more like your son Jesus. And I know for sure that when my journey of here on this earth is done, I am just going to have a party with you in heaven. Right? Imagine how awesome it's going to be. You know, because in heaven it's just going to be singing songs and party and dance. You know, how many of us like to do that? You know, DJ night and all. Huh? <laughs> you know, D- Jesus is going to be the DJ in heaven. It's going to be an amazing time in heaven. Right? But before that we have to get that membership card. And that's going to happen here on earth. Right? If we are going to practice on earth our lifestyle that we are going to lead in heaven, man, that's going to be amazing. You know? No more trials, no more tribulations. And you know for sure that after this, I'm just going to be with him in heaven. That's what we were all singing, right? Lord, I don't want any blessings, but I want you. I don't want any blessings. I fire, let fire from heaven fall down. But I want you. That should be our desire. That should be what we are searching and seeking for. And this is also what the word of God says. The book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. In your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. That is, while we are here on heaven, or sorry, on earth. Yeah, heaven on earth. Right? While we are on this earth, we have to think and act also like Jesus Christ. And he is the model. And the word of God says in the book of 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, right? Every thought that comes to our mind, we take it captive. We, we are not just led, but we take it captive. We capture that thought and we see and hold and see, is this what Jesus would do? And that's a very interesting question. You can put like a checkpoint and see. In the first question, you can ask a checkpoint and you can see, is this thought, is it in harmony with the word of God? Right? And in the second second filter, you can put a checkpoint and you can see, hey, this thought that's come into my mind, what would Jesus do if this 
was the thought that Jesus had. What would Jesus do? It's a very beautiful question. Really helps. You know, many a times, you know, there's a lot of these thoughts of anger, frustration that creeps into our mind. Especially when I'm at work, at home. A lot of these thoughts, negative thoughts, you know, trying to give back a piece of my mind would come. But immediately I switch the gear and I would ask this question to myself. Lord Jesus, what would you do in this situation? What would you do, Lord? And the answer is right, clear. It's crystal clear out there, right? And that that's the kind of a checklist. You know, God gives us a checklist of what it is to be like Jesus, right? Now we, all of us, we raised our hands and we said, we all want to be like Jesus, right? Now, what it is to be like Jesus? Now, that's an interesting question. Now, I want to be like Jesus, but how do I be like Jesus? Now, that's an interesting question. The answer is in the Bible. The answer is in the word of God. God gives us this checklist. Who is Jesus? He's the fruit of the Spirit. We all agree on that. And what are the fruits of the Spirit? You can see in the book of Galatians 5.22. What is it? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Now Jesus is the fruit of the Spirit. Isn't Jesus everything out there? Now if we want to be like Jesus, do I need to develop those fruits? Make sense? Right? I need to develop the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control. If I am not going to develop these fruits, I know for sure that I am not being like Jesus. With my family, with my spouse, with my friends, with my church, with my society, with my community. If I am not practicing these fruits, if I am not developing these fruits, I know for sure I am not becoming like Jesus. Staranjita is laughing a lot. In the process of developing the fruit, Washington apples, right? <laughs> it takes labor, right? Fruits just don't come up like, just like that. It takes labor, right? You can go and ask a farmer, you know, we don't get mango every season, right? We get it only in a certain season. But in between what happens? All the heat, the rain, the manure, everything put together, yummy mangoes. But it takes labor to develop those fruits. And that's what God the Father is telling. Well, you are on this earth, this is what the labor you will be going through to become like my son. And those are the fruits that you are going to develop once you become like my son. Right? And we'll see in the book of James how God teaches us beautifully how to, you know, know for sure whether this thought is from God or is this thought coming from the devil. Okay? Can we go into the book of James chapter 3? Verse 14 to 17. (coughs) But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Amen. God himself is telling, if this thought of yours or if this motive of yours, if it is leading you to act out of bitterness, Jealousy out of envy, that wisdom, that thought is definitely not from God. Clearly established. Clearly established over there. If I am having a thought in my mind, how can I get even with this person? This person has done such harm into me in my life. I need to give him back. I need to give her back. You know? Acting out of bitterness. 
or out of bitterness, out of envy. You know, that person, how can he do better than me? I am going to do better than that person and I am going to bring him down. I am going to bring him down in such a way that he is going to suffer. Envy. Or out of selfish ambition, out of jealousy. I am going to purchase a nice car so that people who look in me in office are going to feel jealous of me. I am going to wear this beautiful dress you know, so that others envy and they, you know, what they say that uh, they get ulcers in their stomach, I guess. <laughs> right? They have to feel jealous. They should burn when they look at me. No, that's not from God. That is only from the enemy, from the devil. He, he is the master of all these things. You know, many a times <clears throat> we do the devil's work for him when we act on these things. He does not even have to come down and he has to instigate. When we act out of bitterness, out of envy, out of jealousy, he is just sitting back and like, ah, see, that is one of my kind. He is relaxed back out there and he is like, oh, this person is doing my job. My job is cut out. You know, we should not do the devil's work for him. Not act out of bitterness. You know, hardships are there. Problems are there. People will come, they will offend, they will hurt you. But what is Jesus, what is God the Father asking us to do? You have the fruits of my son. You are the fruit of my son. So you do what he is. You be what he is. Right? Don't give eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth kind of a situation, scenario. Don't solve your problems that way by punching it through. But rather, you do what my son would do. Be loving, kind, patient, gentle and act upon it. And that's what in the book of James we see. Can you continue? For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. Amen. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Praise God. You see what the word of God says that the wisdom that comes from above, it gives us the characteristics of it. Now this is the, this is the standard that you can hold against. Now if you want to be like Jesus and this thought is coming, you want to be, you know that for sure you want to be like Jesus. How do you test it and you see is what the book of James is saying. The thought and the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure. It is pure. It does not have any impure kind of a feeling or a thought against a person or what I'm going to do. The thought, the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure. It is peace loving. It is peace loving. It does not bring uh, contradiction or conflict among our people, among our loved ones. That thought, that wisdom does not bring about a conflict. It's peace loving. And next it is what? It is gentle at all times, which means it is considerate. It's not that my way or the highway kind of a thing. It is, I take your thoughts also into consideration. I consider you, your opinion, your thought about this, but I'm not going to punch my way and say, this is the right thing to do, we'll just do this. No, I'll consider. If it works, we'll, we'll sit, we will talk it through, but I will not enforce and put my pressure, all my pressure and tell, no, this is it, I've established it, that's it, this is the ground rule. No, it's considerate. Okay? Next it is, it yields, yielding unto others. This is the most toughest thing for us to do. Submissive, the word of God says. In my translation it says, to be submissive. Now we go about and we say, I submit only to God, I surrender, I surrender. We sing that beautifully, right? I surrender all, I surrender all. But 
it's only surrender to god but what is god telling what is it saying can you read that over there it is submissive to willing to yield to others to god others god others what is the word of god says it is submissive to others jesus was submissive to others he yielded unto others he didn't say oh my father said so i'm doing it he was submissive and that's the standard james is asking us to hold you want to be like jesus you have to be this surrender submissive yielding unto others and next it is full of mercy how many of us of your deserve mercy anyone deserves mercy that beautiful boy is raising his hand but for what we have done for what mankind has done none of us deserve mercy but jesus god out of his abundant love has given us mercy right it's a grace given freely given unto us but we struggle to show mercy to people who have offended us who have hurt us right full of mercy that's what jesus is he was full of mercy if he was not full of mercy he wouldn't be able to be on the cross and still say father forgive them for they know not what they are doing that is what jesus is and all of us who declared of here that we all want to be like jesus this is what we have to do you know go back and read this from the book of james this is what jesus was while he was on this earth full of mercy and then and the fruit of good deeds and the fruit of good deeds you know why 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 do we say this is because if god has forgiven me for whatever i have done maybe it's a small mistake it's a big mistake whatever it is god didn't hold a standard he just said once and for all what whether your sin is big or small i forgive you and if god has done that for me i also ought to do it for my fellow brothers and sisters if god has been gracious to me i need to show that much grace unto others that's what god is telling you know often people would many people say right i i talk to god i hear from god you know it's a dead giveaway if those people who are claiming that if they are critical about others judgmental about others who always keep speaking negative or bad things about them you know for sure that they are not hearing from god people who are criticizing right always they are not hearing from god if they are really hearing from god they would definitely do this what the word of god is asking them to do but when they go about judging condemning criticizing it does not take great intelligence to criticize people or criticize but it takes great maturity to find the good even in the worst it takes great maturity i have this one beautiful i don't know where whether i i heard or read this uh you know someone asked buddha once they bought the most ugliest dog and they asked him tell me something good about this dog worst looking you know full of sores and skin completely torn the flesh completely maybe it is having kind of a disease or something and that person asks buddha can you tell something good about this dog and you know he immediately he says look at its teeth it's so good if anyone else would have been probably would say at that point of time ah oh, so ugly looking so dirty looking blah 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 but it takes great maturity and you know make wisdom great wisdom from heaven 
to still see good in someone who is bad who is horrible the worst of the worst takes great maturity to see the good in through the that person and you know for sure if they are speaking something good you know this that person is the most horrible person you know you know that person is hearing from god because he is doing of your what it says of your being full of mercy being full of kindness and compassion and that's what the word of god encourages us to be you want to be more like my son jesus show that in your maturity show that in how my my son was still able to see goodness in you people while you were still on that cross hanging over there pierced completely torn shredded but still he was able to say father forgive them i love them it was worth going on the cross for all these people that's what he's saying of you <clears throat> and the wisdom from god is impartial and sincere okay i'll i'll with this i'll end we'll we'll continue in the next session okay it is impartial and sincere you know we we, we will not use the word of god to manipulate others you know god told me for told me to tell you this you should do this you should not eat this you should not eat that you should not wear this not wear that don't use the word of god to manipulate people if there's something that god has to tell them to cut off he will definitely tell them but don't use the word of god and start manipulating people and uh, you know never to hold double standards i'm i'm one with one set of people but to another set of people i'm completely different i says one thing of here but i go over there and i take something bad from here and i go and tell them oh those people they are like that then i go back and take something from here and tell them oh those people they are like that you know doing this you know flip flop of things taking message from here to there there to here and bringing discord and division that's not the work of god god never never brings discord and division he only seeks to bring unity among his people and stay away from those people who are coming and telling something bad maybe not within our even maybe from other churches you know we are all the word of god says we might be different parts of different body but we are all belonging to the one and only god right we are all one body in christ right so no going around and saying oh that church that pastor that teacher oh that guy blah blah blah, blah. oh this one this one i know about him that blah, blah 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 no take great maturity to see goodness in people right and that's the second filter that's the second checkpoint that we have to hold it and see does this thought or idea make me more like jesus okay with this i'll i'll end up for today maybe i have to make three sessions <laughs> we'll do that right so can you all rise up get on to our feet <coughs> heavenly father we thank you and we praise you lord for this wonderful time for this wonderful teaching that you are teaching us practically and literally how it is important to know and to recognize these thoughts these voices that come into our mind whether it is truly truly from you lord lord we thank you lord that as we go back this day we use these first two filters and we see every thought every idea everything that's coming into our mind we test it and we see whether this is truly from you does it agree with your word does it make us more like your son jesus thank you father god for helping us to be and to practice to see the goodness of what you have taught us in your word in the book of james of how heavenly wisdom truly is we use it to know and to be more like your son jesus thank you father god that as we go back to our homes this day this evening we thank you lord that you speak unto us you speak unto our hearts you show us those areas of our life that we need to surrender unto you and we need to work upon it 
thank you father god that you are a good good father you discipline us so that we can be more like your son jesus and we can be with you in heaven in your kingdom and not just go astray by the things by the thoughts that come from the devil and from the enemy or from my own thoughts and desires father we thank you that you are a good father you're a faithful god and you see to it that your word shall come to pass in our lives father we give you every praise we give you every glory and we give you every honor in your precious holy and matchless name we make this prayer lord jesus amen